When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wednesday, everybody. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lena here with Craig, Petey, and Sean for the first time in a long time. We're going around the NHL. Yes. We haven't talked about this topic really yet in en masse. Like we talked a little bit about Babcock, but we really haven't talked about all the new coaches in the league. Yeah. Six of them, six. to be exact. Some of them. When you say new well, some new, of them are different. some old. Some are new head coaches. Some are faces we've seen before in new roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to take a deep dive into all of those coaches today, mm. um, including some that I know people feel strongly about one way or another. Um, but yeah, I mean, we talk about all the time just coaching in this league how fickle it is we spoke about it last week when the Coyotes extended Andre Turney and Mm -hmm. you know where we might see him in the long term um but yeah six six new six new six coaching changes how about that plus you had Rick Tockett going into Vancouver midway through last year um so as as you mentioned Craig 22 of the 32 coaches were hired in 2021 or later that is a staggering staggering number it's insane yeah hired to be fired <laughs> it's it's un, it, it's just it goes in cycles though like sometimes you'll see guys and i said this before like when rick talk was here in arizona you go through the teams there was a whole summer where no one got fired and it, it was right you know you talk about covid and what that did to, right. to, to people's staffs and then once that kind of got back on track and everybody's back to normal it's like oh, oh okay boy, we have you? expectations again yep Often unrealistic, and and <laughs> so have that many coaches that are haven't been with their team since twenty one. I, I, that, that's two seasons. Like that's, that's insane to me. Yeah, yeah. So it is. It's it's much different. Where where I think in the in the old school, Craig, it would be we're going to change players, try, especially before the cap era. If things yeah. were a little rocky, we're going to trade somebody. Just trade somebody. Change, shake it up. Well, you can't do that anymore. It's too difficult to make trades. So now it's like somebody's going to get blamed, and it's not the GM because I'm the GM and I get a hire and fire. So it's not me you i love the cycle of this too and we're going to talk about this a little bit with the types of coaches that got hired but i love the the narratives that you hear well we needed a teacher well we needed someone who was a little harder on the players instill a more a little more discipline well we needed a guy who could relate to younger players a softer touch it, it seems to go in those cycles with with all these organizations it's, it's kind of funny to hear those narratives well let's start with the coach with the least soft touch um of them all (laughs) and we'll dive we'll dive right into it and we'll get started with mike babcock the newest columbus blue jackets head coach um he has a very you know extensive coaching tenure two seasons in anaheim 10 in detroit one stanley cup um toronto five years stanley cup yeah i like to point that out stanley cup one, one three cup. three finals appearances though there yep. you go um he has above a 500 winning percentage as a head coach um and i think this is the one coach we've touched on a little i know pd is extremely opinionated about this hiring um but i think 
there were there was a time where maybe we never thought we would see Mike Babcock behind an NHL bench ever again, <laughs> um, given how things ended in Toronto. Um, so I'll just throw it to either of you um, to to kick this conversation. Well, let me off. just cue you or tee you up here. Uh, you're, are you buying the kinder? Kinder, wow, I can't even speak. Kinder, gentler, Mike Babcock. He's gonna have to be. Do I buy it? No. Yeah. You know, you know how hard it is to change your core beliefs at that age. It's in, like he can say it now because guess what? He's not in the locker room. Mm-hmm. He's not face to face with the players. He's not in the heat of the competition. He's not angry. He hasn't lost five straight on the road. Then we'll see who he is. And if he has, and if he truly has changed. He has a chance because I think Mike Babcock is a pretty smart guy. Mm. And I think Mike Babcock is a pretty good coach. And I think his X's and O's are pretty strong. The problem is Mike Babcock started to believe his own press clippings. And when your ego of the head coach becomes bigger than the ego of the players, I think you have a problem. And I think that was an issue in Detroit. And I know it was an issue in Toronto because you see. Yeah, you look at the way that ended. You read about all all the reporting there with the the issues he had with playing players against each other. And I've heard that he can be difficult with staff and playing staff against each other. And kind of that constant not knowing where people stand is a really difficult atmosphere to work in in today's game. You do that back in 1980. Yeah, knock yourself out. Yell at everybody. Make everybody throw up on the ice doing doing um, two-a-days. Uh, it's not like that anymore. You, you can't yell your way out of stuff. You can't anger yourself uh, out of things. And, and I think he's going to have to humble himself a little bit that maybe, you know, he walked in Toronto and said, I'm the best coach in the world. And, and if we don't win, it's not because of me. It's you. Well, come on, buddy. Really? You're the best team in the world in the Detroit Red Wings. You well, won once. Well, that's the thing. I could have yeah, won too. in the Detroit Red Wings like, team. Yeah, you got Datsuk, Pavel Datsuk, Heinrich Zetterberg, Nicholas Lidstrom. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, So some people look at that and situation. go, yeah, you won a cup, but you were handed over a team that could have won perennially. Just, just like uh, Team Canada winning gold yeah. in 2010. Oh, he's such a genius thing. coach. Look at the rosters. <laughs> like a team. So if you were so good, and this is, what, this is where I, I, I go back to his time in Toronto. If you truly are the best coach in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you've given yourself that moniker, but you are truly the best. And you go to Toronto. Toronto has no excuses. They spend every dime they can on preparation, facilities, players, buildings. Like you want it, you get it in Toronto. He had everything and didn't win. So you, to, to me, you are no longer the best coach. You're yeah. not. If you were the best oh, coach, you win. Oh, but then it's the player's fault. You know, they're, they're too soft. You know, today's players are too soft. So yeah. this experiment is going to be interesting. And, and I've said this before, I'm going to mark it down, clip it, mark it. That first 20 games, Columbus is going to win some hockey games because they're getting a different voice than they've had before. It's going to be a little tougher. They'll be, they'll be in a good spot. The first 20 games you're going to go, Oh, they're out of the gate quick. This Columbus team look out. And then they're going to run into some adversity and they're going to, they're going to stumble and lose two or three in a row. And then we'll see. Then we're going to see what it's like for Johnny Hockey to be under the thumb of a guy like Mike Babcock. And Johnny Hockey wants freedom, and, and I want to play like this. And then we'll see. And then my prediction is this team misses the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, listen, they, they made some offseason moves. Um, first of all, Zach Rowinski is healthy. That's that's a big deal to this blue line, maybe a bigger deal than any of the offseason moves they made. But they added Ivan Provorov. They, they added Damon Severson. They, they drafted Adam Fantilli. All these guys are going to make a difference. I'm not sure how much of a difference Fantilli will make right out of the gate. But the bottom line for me is the Blue Jackets still aren't that good of a hockey team. And when that reality sets in and Mike mm-hmm. Babcock is behind the bench, he's going to revert to who he was. And then it's really going to go south, in my opinion. 
Yeah, and Tim in the chat says Line A and Babcock are going to be oil and water. Didn't <laughs> yeah. even mention that with that. Patrick Line and Johnny Hockey, I think, are two, two two similar players that they they need to be patted on the back and they need to be rewarded in uh, that positive reinforcement. And I tell you what, today's hockey player needs that. You can have a balance. And I, I look at Minnesota. And we look at Minnesota's coach. Um, he's got that balance of he can be tough, but he's a nice guy. And I think you need that balance. Mm. Andre Turini is the, the, he is the nice guy, but guess what? Would you want him mad at you? Cause I wouldn't. Cause so he's, you keep... don't want them mad at you because they're always so level that yeah. when they are, you're like, Oh sh shit. Like, yeah, he's really mad. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And as we go through this list, there's a mix of guys with years yeah. of NHL head coaching experience faces we've seen time and time again and guys who are getting their first time gig and again bringing it back to Andre Turney I think the experiment of trying something new we've seen the positive effect it can have Columbus is going in a completely different direction and we'll time will tell how that works out fascinating franchise this is a this is a franchise that also hired John Tortorella right yeah it, it's interesting Very. some of the moves that Columbus has made I am really really surprised to see Mike Babcock back in the game I just never thought it would happen yeah again. and i think that, that, that most of hockey is looking at this going well how is this going to work and, yeah. I, and i think there's a lot of eyes on this saying is this is this going to work and, and are did they do the right thing because he could have he could have gone anywhere like he he was a guy when he's out of the game everybody had a chance and crack at taking mike babcock if you want to take that that gamble and i don't think most general managers mm -hmm. would even consider it mm -hmm. so this is a really interesting interesting take and, and see if they can help a team that i think has floundered here the last few years yep well, we'll move on from Columbus and Mike Babcock to a first-time head coach, um, and we'll go to Washington, where Spencer Carberry, will Spencer Carberry, as Scotty <laughs> Allen says, will take the helm um, again. It's his first time as an NHL head coach. He was an assistant in Toronto for two seasons, and he coached the Hershey AHL affiliate um, from 2018 to 2021. This is an interesting situation that he's entering into. Hmm. Washington. <laughs> is not getting any younger. Um, many think they're either at the end of their cup window or even past it, some would say. So thoughts? And again, it's hard to give our opinion on someone we don't know as an NHL head coach, but we can talk about the situation um, and whether or not he can you know, lead this team to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, he was, for a while, he was the guy that they were grooming to be their next coach. He was coming up through Hershey. Scotty Allen coached with him, and Hershey loves the guy. And he's, he's like, dead opposite of uh, Mike Babcock, by the way. A lot of these same traits that you hear about Andre Turnier. He's a culture builder. He really connects with his players, develops relationships. But then they go out and hire Peter Laviolette to try and maybe extend this cup window a little bit they they hired a you know an experienced coach who's obviously taken teams on deep runs spencer carberry goes and he's an assistant coach with the maple leafs for a couple of years and then they uh oh the laviolette thing was actually a mistake let's go back to carberry but it almost feels like when i when i look at this situation it, it's too late it's too late unless you're really willing to commit to spencer carberry for the long term because when you look at this roster now, Ovi's 37, Nicholas Backstrom's 35, TJ Oshie's 36, John Carlson's 33, even uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov's 31. This is an old team. They missed the playoffs last year. That uh, Washington and Pittsburgh were the two oldest teams on average in the NHL last season. To me, when I look at the Caps and the recently extended Tom Wilson, um, it's over. 
it's over. Your cup window's done. You are not in contention for the cup anymore. Spencer Carberry is only four years older than Alexander Ovechkin, huh. by the way. He's and 41. I think, I think that is the key relationship to this whole thing, working sure. out or not working out, is how can he... I, I, how how does he relate to Alexander Ovechkin? I've heard wonderful things about this guy. I've heard he is a v- unbelievably positive person. He's got some Dillingham vibes where he's got a lot of energy, but he supports his program, believes in the program. And him being a part of this franchise for a long time, I think helps him here. Yeah. I think he had an opportunity. They would have ideally liked to keep him here under in, in Washington under Lavalette, I think. But he had an opportunity to move on they, and and and, they, and expand mm-hmm. and, and probably make more money in Toronto and just try to spread his wings a little bit. So I think they let him go um, in, in hopes that if they ever had an, a position, they could bring him back, which is exactly what they did. Here's the deal. This team is old, <laughs> slow, and I'm concerned. We, we've talked about the window. Is the window even still open? I mean, they missed the playoffs last year, and then they go out and add Joel Edmondson and Max Pacioretty. <laughs> let's let's get Again, older. Old and, oh, let's get older. So I, <laughs> yeah. I have a big concern here. Now, do I think he can motivate this bunch? I do. Um, this team isn't about their X's and O's. They really are going to need to motivate, and he's going to have to work around the, the Ovechkin record and trying to steer a team to the playoffs, which are not on the same synchronous path. Yeah, like getting Ovechkin points isn't about what's best for the team. It's what's best for the player. And uh, Alexander Ovechkin is a goal scorer, but you watch him play. You you put it. I wish people could just put an ISO cam on number eight when he plays, and, and the effort he puts in inside his own zone on the blue line, and and his defensive priorities are, are just gone. Yeah. And and I and I, I he he just doesn't get engaged in that side of the ice unless he has an opportunity to steal the puck. Yeah. If he's got an opportunity to steal the puck, he's an amazing defender because he didn't go the other way. So I think I think Carberry's the right coach for this team. I'm just not sure it's the right time. Yeah. I think this is a rebuilding coach, and they're that close. It should be a rebuilding, but but when Alex Ovechkin is signed for three more years, you have to extend it. You have to like try and at least it's the it's artifice, right? Yes. Like, oh, we're still trying to win a cup because Alex has three more seasons. That's what this is all about. They yep. should they should be rebuilding, but they can't. Yep. Speaking of Ovi, by the way, the only time I ever saw him play concerted defense was when Barry Trotz was the coach there, and they won a cup. They won a cup. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I just uh, this. Is I a, don't think this, this team is, is going to win a cup. Team. Not this only do I think not going to make the playoffs. I don't think going to make the playoffs. Yeah. I think I think what you're seeing we've talked about in Ottawa, Detroit, and Buffalo. Those teams are on the way up. Washington's one of those teams on the way down. I think one of those guys are in. Washington still does not make the playoffs this year. Yeah, but I don't think it'll be Spencer Carberry's fault. Nope. No, and, and you know what? Because he's the new coach and they are in this window and they they didn't make it last year, I, I don't think it's going to be fall heavily on his shoulders. I think it's going to be time that, okay, we need to shake this roster up. We gotta have to, we're going to have to get younger. We're going to have to get faster. And, and I think that that's going to happen after this season, after missing the playoffs twice in a row. Yeah, um, and I, because of that, I think he'll have a little bit of extra runway like they're not going to fire him after one year. no not. i can't see it no. after one no, season no, but not. like it, it, i, I don't know you, what the expectation when you look are, at their cap situation like i don't know how you legitimately remake this roster the to give obi one more chance i don't know that you can situation yeah yeah i just don't know that yeah, you yeah. can you know i try um all right well we have four more coaches to get into and um you can actually bet on whether you think Washington will make the playoffs. That is something you can bet on right now on bet MGM. You can bet on any team. Will this team make the playoffs? You can bet on teams point totals. We've talked a lot about the Arizona Coyotes point totals and how it actually went up a point. Um, I think when 
Matt Dumba joined the fold. So the lines are always shifting. If you want to get in on it now, do so. There's also all the Stanley Cup odds. You can bet on NHL awards already. It's all there on BetMGM. And college football is back, like, officially fully week one tomorrow. Um, ASU's first game is tomorrow. You can bet on that on BetMGM. It's an exciting time for sports betting. Um, and before we get into anything else, I'm going to throw it to Sean to give his BetMGM pick of the week. Sean, what do you got? Um, I mean, as you mentioned, ASU football kicks off tomorrow. So I feel like that's the natural place for me to go. Um, I lost the odds because I'm a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Um, I don't think they have the odds. So I'm taking Arizona State to win five plus games at minus 125. Is my pick of the day. You can just take their a total. chip on their shoulder uh, yeah. after the bowl ban. I just, yeah, I think this team is going to be better than people think. I've been on the, it was originally at four and a half, and now it's at five, which is interesting. But um, I just think they're going to be better than people expect. And yeah, now they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, and they're going to get to play spoiler for a lot of teams, which I think they will do. So you think I think they'll be a six-win team. I think they can. I think they'll win. Mm-hmm. I think they'll win three games in non-conference. I think they'll. I think they'll beat U of A, and then I think they'll beat Colorado and. Uh, after that, there's one other game they have to win to get there, and I think there's a couple of other guys or a couple of other teams that they mm. can at least compete against. Um, so I like them to win five plus games. Plus, I mean, here to win five plus games, they only have to win five. So um, minus one twenty five, I like it a go. lot. All right, that's Sean's pick of the week. If you want to tail, you can do so again on BetMGM. And right now, if you haven't signed up yet, we have a new offer to sign up. Um, if you sign up using the bonus code PHX and make sure. You type in the bonus code PHNX while you're signing up. You deposit $10 and place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager. You receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if it loses. So there's really no risk when you bet you either win, yay, or get all your money back in bonus bets. So check that out on BetMGM. Um, And now it's time to listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer featuring, this is my new favorite thing we're doing, and the snake reading the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Um, yes, Sly. Sly, yes. Those are Adidas Solar Glides on PD's feet. Oh, That's okay. true. Thank you, Snake, for your um, contribution. Um, PD got those slides because he's been saving so much money on gas by joining the Inner Circle from Circle Why K. Why wouldn't you be in the Inner Circle? First of all, it's free. This is a new free membership program like that free. Circle K has launched, and here's what it gets you. Are you ready? Yes. 25 cents per gallon saved on your first five Phillips. That's insane. Like, where? when are you ever getting 25 cents off per gallon of gas? Gas is expensive right now. So take advantage of this offer. And every sixth, you get free on a selection of Circle K products, pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks. So you can join the Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. And Sean has already redeemed this and has gotten his 25 cents off. So it's... We're out, we're out there using this. We're, we're in the inner circle, so join us. Okay, let's get into our next two coaches, and um, we'll go back to another guy who's mm. been around for uh, quite a few years Long and has time. made 
quite a few stops and it's peter laviolette who finds himself in new york with the rangers three seasons with the islanders four in carolina four and a half in philly six in nashville three in washington he is just like crossing those states off his list as he makes his his little bounce around the nhl i don't know i mean he's been everywhere peter laviolette the rangers are going the route of experience versus Washington uh, a little yeah, bit different. Yeah, this is a classic case of a guy just getting recycled over and over and over again. And granted, Lafayette's had success. He won a cup in Carolina. He's been to the uh, conference final with three different teams. So he's had success, but... Has a winning percentage. Yeah. About 500. Is this it for the Rangers, PD? Is this the solution? He wasn't in Washington. That's an old team. Is is he the right fit for the New York Rangers? It's interesting because you, you look at Gerard Gallant that is coming there. It led this team. Similar vibe. To, well, once to the Eastern Conference Finals in his first year there. Yeah. And you thought, oh, this is going to be the guy to get him there. And I think one of the knocks on Gerard Gallant is, is – he, he may not be the X's and O's guy to help get you over the hump. And, and I think I love Gerard Glenn. He's one of my favorite human beings I've worked with mm. in, in the sport. Fantastic guy. Um, but he can be polarizing. And, and I think with Peter Labouillette, I, I liken Peter Labouillette a lot to Dave Tippett. Very similar in in their um, their approach to the game. I think he's a little more old school like Dave Tippett was. But I think he gets along with his players. The players like him. Staff like Peter Labouillette. Um I'm curious to see how this experiment works in the uh, in New York. This is a situation where they they need to win now. Yep. We talked about Washington's windows closing. New York's isn't closing yet. The, one of the concerns I have is the mix that they keep trying to do. Yeah, you don't get a consistency of a roster year after year. Like you threw in, you throw Blake Wheeler into this room, right? Like buddy, like that. <laughs> it's a strong personality. We saw what happened with with your good friend Patrick Kane at the playoffs last year. You can't just <laughs> throw people friends. into a locker room. And go, oh, it's their work. power play too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so the, you can only have so many guys that do the exact same thing. So I'm concerned about the roster mix. I think he's the right coach here for the right time right now. I think he has a mix of discipline, um, but he also can, knows when to back off and, and, and pat players on the back. I think he's a good enough X's and O's guy. He is going to have to motivate a bunch of players that have some egos in that room. They've got hmm. a lot of leaders in that room. He is going to have to put the hammer down. He's dealt with players like that before. I like this for the Rangers. I see the Rangers having a better season and a bounce back season um, and I think they will make a better playoff run than they have in the, the than they did last season mm. I like this move certainly a lot of talent here when you look at Shesterik and Panera and Zibanejad Kreider Fox I think still think this team's top heavy and and I don't know about the the additions you had Blake Wheeler Nick Benino who's well cycled at this point Jonathan Quick does he have anything left Eric Gustafson's a depth addition I don't know I, I but that's that's not that's not really a commentary on Peter Laviolette so much as it is the Rangers roster building, which we were just talking about. I'm not sure they've mastered that yet. Yeah, and I think one of the things you have to avoid when you build a team is you can't read. I talked about press clippings when you talk about my backup. You can't read your press clippings of a player and go, oh, everybody loves him. Let's get him here. You've got to look at a player and go, well, does he fit? Where does he fit? Not only in the, on the ice, but yeah. where does he fit in the room? And I, and I think those are some questions. And Chris Drury's still learning his way. You know, and, and so maybe it's the, it's still the new shiny toy that he has and he's trying to bring in these big names. I, I still think that I like their defense. I, I think they're they're unheralded. They're they're top six. Um, Shesterkin is absolutely elite when he's yeah. on the top of his game and he didn't have the follow up season last year as he did the year before when he led them to the Eastern Finals. Everybody's going to have to be at their best and they're entrusting Peter Laviolette to get that out of these guys. And, and I think he can motivate them. Um, he's done it before. 
And, and so I think this is the, again, I'll say it, these right coach at the right time. And I think the Rangers are better. Fun little fact. Bill Armstrong was Peter Laviolette's assistant coach in Providence. Well, there you go. That is a fun fact. Maybe um, he would be player coach or I guess can't play GM coach. <laughs> I was going to say that too. I think the reason Peter Laviolette could potentially fit well in New York is because he's been around for so long and you look at the roster and the, like the coyotes, it's all it's youth. It's up and yeah. coming Rangers. I mean, you read off all the names on the list and these guys have been in the league for years. So I think to have that level of experience, you know, coming in with the experience of these players, it feels like a more even playing field. I foresee the Rangers making the playoffs this year, whether or not they're that's a, they're a cup contender. That's something we will talk more about as we preview the NHL season as a whole. But we will move on to Nashville's new head coach, uh, former spot of Peter Laviolette as well. <laughs> um, and it's Andrew Brunette, who is new ish, I guess you can say, because he did coach the Florida Panthers um, for just just a little under one season when he replaced Joel Quenville early in that year. And I mean, took Florida to a, a crazy regular season run only to in the playoffs. Yeah. It swept which, by Tampa in the first round. Oopsie yep. daisy. Um, but he finds himself in Nashville after being an assistant in New Jersey thoughts on Andrew Burnett in Nashville. I just, this is a rebuild situation. Barry Trask won't call it. Uh, he's calling it a retool, but it's a, it's a rebuild. And I we were we were, I remember us questioning this earlier when they brought in Ryan O'Reilly when they did. It's probably more okay. We need a veteran voice around this team to shepherd this this group through what is definitely going to be a rebuild. This is not a good team. Nashville is not a good team. They're not a playoff team. You can't convince me otherwise. So again, I like I, I there are certain coaches who who get these opportunities where you're like, yeah, you're set up to fail. You're not going to be around in a few years. And that's really, sadly, how I look at the situation with Andrew Burnett. I don't think you have a chance of surviving the other side of this. Well, it's interesting because when you look at him being a head coach and his numbers, 51, 18, and 6, the only reason he's the head coach in this league at that time was was the punishment Quinville received for what, what happened to him in Chicago. So he was handed the reins literally overnight on a team that was ready to go. I mean, that team was arguably one of the best teams in the league at the time. Here's the thing about the way he coaches. He is, again, he's well-liked by his players. Nice guy. People like him. I don't, I haven't worked for him, so this is just, I'm not sure he's a, an X as an always guy, and you can see it on the style of play on the teams, on that Florida team. It's open the door, go. Yeah. Like he he's expected to bring some offense to Nashville and and get a little more creativity. They've been very defense minded in Nashville for a very long time. And I think getting John Hine out of there and getting a new voice, I think is imperative for this group. I think it's the right time for a new coach. I think Andrew Burnett's going to just open the doors and let him play. I think this is a team that really struggles to score goals. They're going to need to find offense somewhere. I think it's going to give Roman Yossi a little boost, getting him to feel a little more freedom offensively. Um, I yeah, you, Soros. Their goaltender is, is still a guy that Vezna quality goaltender number yeah. wise. Yeah. I just don't think they have the horses. I think this they're depending too much on young players right now. It could be a good atmosphere under Andrew Burnett with young players, but they're also going to want to be taught and X's and O's and and what makes us better. Um, I think he is going to be just okay there. I think this team is going to be just okay there. I don't see this team making the playoffs this season. Um, and I actually think if the Coyotes can catch some really solid goaltending and defend a little better, I see the Coyotes potentially being over the Nashville Predators mm -hmm. at the end of the season. Um, I do think, though, we are seeing Andrew Burnett kind of at the beginning of his NHL head coaching 
tenure, if I had to guess, based on how yep. often coaches Recycle? are recycled. And, you know, he's yeah. he's newer, but, I mean, he did well in Florida with that crazy yep. good team. If he, you know, if he does what he needs to do in Nashville, and again, again, I think the expectations aren't too heavy on his shoulders, you know, even if he's not there when they emerge from the other side, I think we'll see Andrew Burnett. Might get another gig. Pop up Happens around. in this league. Because that's what happens here. Um, but... Andrew Burnett knows what it's like to coach in a sunny city. He did it in Florida. Had a little aside in New Jersey, but he's back in Nashville where it is sunny. So make sure he has his Shady Rays to protect his eyes. Shady Rays, they have the best polarized sunglasses around. Make sure you're getting polarized when you buy sunglasses, by the way. It's better that way. Um, and Shady Rays, they offer different styles and different colors. If you haven't perused the website, do so. You'll be shocked at the number of different styles and colors on there and they also stand by their products if you don't love them you can return your exchange free within 30 days you can also check out their brick and mortar location at kirlin if you're someone who likes to try on before you buy and right now exclusively for our listeners shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season you can go to shadyrays.com and use code phnx for 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people um how many different FOCO bobbleheads do you think Peter Laviolette has from all, all of his, his teams? Stops? I bet a lot. Like if he was <laughs> yeah. logging on to FOCO every time he yeah. did a new city. Can you imagine that a coach's his, office? Yeah, his Crazy. little office, his den, whatever. Crazy. Full of FOCO bobbleheads. And I know for a fact that Peter Laviolette was checking out FOCO because why wouldn't he? They have the best sports gear around and especially Arizona sports gear, especially college sports gear. Um, I just have to put that out there. There's a ton of ASU and U of A stuff on there. Apparel, um, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items. If you're into collecting those sorts of things for your favorite sports team, then head on over to FOCO.com and use code PHNX at checkout. And for all non-presale items, use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. All right. Final two guys. And we will go north to Calgary. <laughs> And Ryan Huska, his yeah, and first NHL coaching gig. Yeah, he was an assistant with Calgary the past five seasons. And, and this guy, and we're going to talk about Greer Cronin in Anaheim, and we just talked about Andrew Burnett in Nashville. You know what these three guys remind me? That you don't get head coaching gigs in the NHL when they're ideal situations or even good situations. A lot of times the situation is garbage. But you know why the guys take it? Because there are only 32 of these jobs around. So... You it's take like, an opportunity. It's like taking an entry level job, like right out of college. You're just trying to break in your field, so you take like a sh shitty hour, shitty pay. But yeah. you're like, I gotta get my foot in the door somehow. Yep, it's the same thing. And people can be whispering in your say, you don't want to get in that situation. You'll be saddled. You'll you'll be labeled as a guy who can't win because you're in bad situations. I mean, look at look at Rick Tockett's situations in Tampa and and here. Yeah, and here it's tough, right? Yeah. It's tough to get out of that. How people view you if you get into a couple of those situations. But again. There's 32 of these jobs, and and if you squint really hard, you can look at the Calgary job and say, well, they they were a playoff team, so yeah, they still managed to get in. Yeah, we'll, we'll ignore the fact that Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk wanted out, and oh, by the way, Noah Hannafin, Michael Backlund, and Elias Lindholm are all requesting trades to get the hell out of That's Calgary as well. Um, and this team is it's probably not going the direction you want it to go. The GM just bailed, by the way, to go take over the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
But again, you, you, you convince yourself, you talk yourself into it, don't you, Petey, that, oh, yeah, I, I can make this work. I can turn this thing around. The pieces are there. I've heard it from coaches before that look at jobs and they're looking, you get calls of guys I've worked with before or some friends I haven't called and they go, what do you think about this team? And it's exactly what you said. It's, well, yeah, but. Like, I think maybe I can do this or they have this. Yeah, but, but they suck and you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> the problem is when, when, when you go to a team that sucks, mm -hmm. there is a chance. That's it. Like you might be one and done. Yeah. And, and, and you were talking about the coaching carousel, but there's a lot of guys that are trying to get on that carousel. Kirk Muller, we got uh, Travis Green. You've got, there, there's so many guys that are assistant coaches in this league. John Stevens, um, Mike Yo. Yeah. Like there's, there's probably 15 I said the coaches that were NHL head coaches at some time, and, and it's just hard to get back on. And unless you're yeah. winning, if you win, you'll get a chance, yep. and you get another chance, and you get another chance. This one to me is going to be really hard. The, the one thing he has going for him is that his predecessor was really difficult. Yeah. And his predecessor set a culture and an environment that was difficult to work under. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these players are back from where Daryl had this team, and now it's a new, fresh feeling. It's fresh air. He's got a lot of good players. There's still some good players on the team. If they're there on day one. Yeah. And that's the concern. If, if you can get Huberdu to play like he's played in the past, like you, you've got some talented guys there that just didn't play up to their, their, their level. And I think maybe under a new atmosphere, that's the one thing he can do. Make this a funner place to play, a better place to play, make it a more enticing environment because you're right. The arena's against them. The city's against them. You're, you're talking about a new general manager. Like this is, it's going to be hard. Calgary's going to have a hard time this year. So he can't, he's going to have to approach this with an Andre Turini attitude. Like, Hey, we're just going to make this fun. We're going to find little, little wins every day. And maybe, maybe, they can find a way to sneak into the playoffs in a Western conference that I don't think is extremely strong this season. So maybe they can find their way back in at the bottom. Otherwise I really see them in that, in that middle group fighting, fighting till the last day to see if they can get in. Mm. Yeah. Charles says Calgary might be the toughest situation to hop into of all the openings. Um, I guess the other thing that he, I don't know if this is something he has going for him or going against him, but he was the assistant there yeah. for the past five seasons so either he sat back and watched and said here's what i'm gonna do different and you know like yeah. he already has like everything yeah but the players i don't i'm not in the calgary locker room so i don't know and i know that a head coach player relationship is different than assistant coach player i it feel is. like assistant coach is. is there's a little bit more of a you know comfortability rapport you kinda, it's easier of a different role yeah and you look at what rick talkett is the firsthand and he was in pittsburgh and his role in pittsburgh was much different than it was when he's a head coach here. You have so many responsibilities as the head coach. And it you do everything from scheduling when the plane leaves to what everybody's having for breakfast tomorrow. And, and I might be kidding a little bit, but their hands are in everything. There's so many things involved. So even when you look at, at Huska, you go, okay, he was assistant there, but now you're the guy. Now you have to make all these decisions. It's a difficult spot to be in, especially with a new GM and, and all of the troubles in the city. I, I don't. Yeah. I and don't. an owner who never really seems to embrace a rebuild, right? It's always, Ugh. you're never willing to do that. So yeah, that's the, that's the yeah. big elephant in the room in Calgary yeah. is always the ownership. Yeah. And then ask other people that have worked there. It's a, he's very involved. Yep. All right. Well, we will move on to the last new head coaching gig, and it's Anaheim, every Coyotes fan's favorite. <laughs> um, the Anaheim Ducks, Greg Cronin, again, another first NHL head coach. And Anaheim, I mean, they were worse than the Coyotes last year. They ended up picking second overall in the NHL draft. They are in the thick of a rebuild, but they made a change at head coach, and now Greg Cronin comes in. 
60 years old. Oh, that's first head like coaching him. gig. He's older than us. So it yeah. still gives me hope that I can be a head coach in the National Hockey League yeah. now because he's old. There are expectations here, though. This is not an easy situation to walk into. This team vastly underachieved, at least perception-wise, last season in finishing with the league's worst record. A lot of people thought Anaheim was going to take a big step forward. There are expectations here because there's some significant offensive talent, at least on this roster, Petey. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about this hire. Um, his experience, he's a very experienced coach. He's been around for a very mm-hmm. long time, and a lot of his time was spent in college. And we, I, I like the college path for not only players, but coaches in how to deal with young players um, and how to make young players better and develop players. And that's one of the things he's going to have to do in Anaheim because you've got all of this extremely talented young group of players. Can you get every, get everything out of them? And, and maybe his experience as a college coach will help that pay off. <sighs> I don't like the team in Anaheim at all. I, I, I don't think they have a good mix of players. I, I don't think ra- adding Radko Gudis to this group is what this team needed. I, I think he's a Former good... Former Coyote Ilya Labushkin. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, they I, paid the hell out of Alice Kalorn, so... Yeah, yeah. I, I'm worried about their mix of player. I know they have a lot of talented players that they need. What this team needs desperately more than anything is they need veteran leadership. And I, I know Radko Gudis is one of those guys they hoped to do that. I, I think he'll lead quietly by example and, and try to do the right things. But Radko Gudis isn't where he was five years ago. Like he, yeah, that's his career's on the downside. So it's hard to be, is he the guy? Is he? The, it's like Corey Perry going to Chicago. Corey Perry's not the leader anymore. He's not the guy he was when he was in Anaheim. Like you need Getzlaff and Perry. And that's what this team is missing. They've missed it since Getzlaff left. You don't have that solid core to help these young guys find their path. The young core is trying to lead and you can't. So I'm concerned about him. Um, It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge to get this team to play. Um, Dallas Aikens, Aikens, however you want to pronounce it, he was a hands-on guy. I think he was... He, he can be a bit much. Dallas yeah. can be a bit much. Nice man, but he can be a bit much. So depending on how his coaching style is in the room, I think it could be another one of those <sighs> breath of fresh air in the room guys that guys maybe feel a little bit more comfortable to play and he might get a little burst, but this team is nowhere near good enough to be a player. Yeah, and I don't know that side of Greg Cronin. I don't know if he's a guy who connects with younger players. You know, you, you look at him say 60. Well, how could he? That's that's. That's not fair. That's ages, to be honest. Like when Bruce Arians was here and was an older coach with the Cardinals, he connected with his players. He was very good at that. That was one of his strengths as a coach. So I, I don't think being 16, 60 years old means you can't do that. Right. But when Pat Verbeek hired him, he said he hired him because he was a teacher of the finer points. And he felt like this group of players really needed that. Maybe that's part of what's missing here. Uh, you can look at this team defensively and say they're a, they're a hot mess. They're a disaster. So maybe he can get something out of them but I'm I'm with you on this team I look at this team and I just I don't like the mix I, I just don't like the Ducks as a team any other thing I want to say here is you talk about t- players wanting to leave a team John Gibson's not happy anymore yeah and John yeah. Gibson was an elite goalie in this league that I'd put him in the top 10 for sure at the time his body language in that net he can make 50 saves look up the scoreboard and they're losing by three like he just doesn't have a chance. He wants out. He doesn't say it publicly. I guess I shouldn't say that. It's just I read it on Twitter, so it's not a real thing. But sorry, <laughs> must but, be true. But when you Twitter. see his body language, when you see his body language in that net, yeah. and and I I watched him closely because I really really like him and thought he'd give that team a chance to win games. You watch his body language after he gets scored on, and it's just again. And, and I think that's going to be a huge problem. I think Trevor Zegers is a problem. I, I think he's a guy that still has to figure out maybe where he fits in this league maturity 
Yeah, I yeah. think he needs to mature. I, I I think that you see what hey, he's a hell of a hockey player. He's an outstanding hockey player, but he's going to have to figure out how to work with inside a team environment, and I don't think he has yet. Um, when that light clicks for him, look out. And, and I think there's plenty of time for that to happen. I just don't think it has happened yet. Again, there's just too many problems here. The, the coach doesn't matter. Uh, sorry. It's, it's, it's at a point where this team is such a mess. It doesn't matter. And Pat Verbeek's got a lot of work to do. This isn't the year that this team's going to take a step forward. So final question to wrap up this conversation. You are a head coach on the NHL coaching carousel, and you are currently unemployed. You are presented with Columbus, Washington, New York, Nashville, Calgary, and Anaheim, and you get the pick. What are you picking? I'm taking the Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay, you can't take the Rangers. Yeah, for sure I'm going to the Rangers. And, 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 and you it's look at pay some better. of those other teams. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the Big Apple. You win yeah. there, you win anywhere. Toronto's the only better job and, in the league. And New York is also in a situation where yeah, they've got a great roster. Yeah. Good roster. They're ready to win. You're in the best. It's Madison Square Garden. And if uh, you got hired by the Rangers, even if you get fired, yeah. you're probably going to get hired But then you else. look at, beyond that, the Washington job's going to be very, very difficult because I think you're going to have a hard time because Ovechkin runs the city, the room the town, the franchise. Yep. That's going to be a hard job. Anaheim's not good enough. They suck. So I think that's going to be a really hard situation. Calgary's like absolute chaos. From, so what's from, your second choice? So I would go to Nashville. I think Barry Trotz is trying to... I would go to, to Columbus. Uh, I, would, I think Barry Trotz is trying to start something there and change the culture from trying to get back to, to what they've been previously and be that perennial playoff team. I think you have a longer leash there. I think you mm, have... Uh, that's interesting. Because of Trotz, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Because he is... And, and that has been... That has been Nashville's history too they, they've been very stuck patient. with their guys yeah and they John have. Hines they've been asking for his head for ye literally years yeah, yeah. and they, they you might have just there. convinced me so that would be number two for me and then Columbus would be three. Columbus was my gut response just because I feel like they're in a position they're trying to win yeah they're in a and they're in an exciting position you know you bring in Fantilli that's yep. really yeah exciting. they're farther ahead than Nashville yeah. when you look at the roster yeah, yeah, yeah I, for think, sure I think there's a lot of potential there and yeah. I think if you're a head coach looking at a team yeah, with untapped that's potential that's an exciting job I think those two are that's that's fair yeah Anyway, should be interesting I'll take to Z see. Z wants to go to Columbus. Yeah. Um, should it? Actually, maybe he could be their next hire. You never know. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see how everything works out. And um, I imagine we'll see some more coaching changes as the season goes on because hmm. that's the nature of the National Hockey League, yeah. as unfortunate as What it is. I'd like to see, Leah, I would like to see ownership and management get the guts to stop the carousel. I would like to see them experiment more with guys like Andre Turney, like guys that are coaching in junior. I'd like to see them take a risk and take guys out of college and, and try something different instead of, Oh, this guy coached here. He was kind of good. I, I, I'd like to see the yeah. future where we get to see more. And Spencer Carbo is that grows. Spencer Carbo is that to an, that's, an extent, right? Exactly. Like, uh, get an opportunity. Yeah. He's, get an opportunity. There's a guy. Get yeah. an opportunity. And, and, yeah. and that's that's how the game grows. That's how you get new ideas. That's how new things happen. Um, I, I hope that, 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 that the carousel starts to stop. And I'm not saying I want anybody out of a job, but, but I, you know, you, you've got to come to a point that we need new ideas. We need new blood. We need new. And, and I think that you're going to need more teams to take a chance. Yep. Very well said. Um, let us know in the chat which job you would take. And I, for the sake of it, I'm if you say New York, you have to give a second because New York is too easy. Um, but I wouldn't want to live there, though. Can you imagine trying to get to the game every day? Bleh. 
No. PD living in the Big Apple? Yeah, no. That's a mess. <laughs> I, we stayed in hotels a block from it, and I hated going to the rink. Yeah, I was going to say, you just live in you know, Hudson Yards, right? I do think live in. in that area, buddy. I do think PD would fit in in the sense that he is a power walker, and uh, buddy, every New Yorker heard. has somewhere to be, heard. and I think you would fit I in. I do well love the that. vibe of the, they would, you're not standing still. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. go. Yeah. I walk everywhere when I'm there. Let's like, go. I don't even take the subway. What are you looking at? And the people that are the worst part of the West Coast is how... God everyone's damn slow meanders. everyone is. Where? Like, life isn't short. Where? The West Here. Coast. Out oh, here. No, slow. Get, go out east, buddy. You, you, everyone's like, uh, life it. is short. You get run over out there. Yeah, get the fuck buddy, out of my way. Let's go. <laughs> I, I do agree with that, too. I get annoyed. Like, like let's pick like, up the pace here. Let's get something done. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I noticed when I first moved out west, yeah, it's a little slower. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, All right. Good the, the big elephant in the room is that PD and I are wearing the same shirt, and we haven't addressed it yet. Um, <laughs> yes. Sorry, Craig. You didn't get the memo. We to wouldn't give it shirt. to him. That's yeah. why. This was planned. Just I mean, kidding. It totally wasn't. Just kidding. Um, but I'm pushing well, so. Yeah, I mean, still repping, repping four peaks, but um, we're repping the PHNX locker because, I mean, first of all, the shirt's super comfy. Second of all, if you're a Coyotes fan, if you're a Suns fan, a Cardinals fan, a D-backs fan, there is a shirt for you. And third of all, we have a massive, massive sale going on right now in the phnxlocker.com. Every shirt and hat is just $24 this week only until Friday. It's the countdown to kickoff for the 23-24 season. All shirts and hats, $24. It's a huge sale. phnxlocker.com. Go in. Make sure you take advantage of this deal. And remember that if you are a diehard, you get 20% off on all merchandise as well as a free shirt or hat when you sign up. And guess what? It's a great time to become a diehard because we have a massive, massive sale going on right now. And today is the last day. The last day. The last day. You can get a diehard membership day. for just $60. What? <laughs> it's true. Good it's true. Lord. It ends tonight. Man. We've never, ever, ever had a sale on diehard memberships until today. So make sure you become a diehard. If you've been on the fence, it's a perfect time. Just 60 bucks, you get a free shirt or hat again when you sign up and 20% uh, off merch events, access to our Discord, access to um, diehard only content on the website. Craig's mailbag is coming this week. That's for diehards only. Tons of reasons to become a diehard, including this one, which is that tomorrow night, I had to think about what day it was. I know. Tomorrow night, Petey's Puck Talk is back in the Discord. Join us 6 p.m. in the Discord for a live conversation with Petey, the theme, Petey in the Bubble. Petey in the Bubble. And, bubble uh, boy. Bubble you got to be there because this is not recorded. It's not taped. You have to be there or be square. 6 p.m. in our Discord for diehards only. Yes, oh, come with buddy, questions. We'll questions. have a live chat going. Uh, we might there invite some be, people on at the end. There may, be, geez, there may be pictures with Milan Lucic and Phil Kessel in them. In the same picture. It might be in the same picture. Yeah. There's pictures, there's videos, and you know PD always comes equipped with the PowerPoints. So it's going to be an absolute blast. So join us this Thursday. That's tomorrow at 6 p.m. It's going to be a blast. Uh, all right. Well. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Anything else before we get No, I think that's good. It's, it was a great conversation. Yeah. And um, Craig it's and I are putting our applications together to be the next head coach of the next NHL team available. <laughs> Don't leave. <Let's> see. Please. <laughs> Atlanta. Ooh. Ooh, what? What? Um, anyway, thank you all so much for watching. Be sure if you haven't hit the like button on this video, 
give us a thumbs up. It really helps us out immensely. And if you're listening on audio, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. I go through and I read them and I love reading what people have to say. So it means a lot to us. And be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel because we will be live at 11 a.m. every day the rest of this week. Um, And we have some exciting guests lined up, lots of exciting content planned, especially with Australia now just two and a half weeks away oh my gosh um so be sure to subscribe to the phnx sports youtube channel you can follow all of us on twitter at s peters hockey at leah merrill at craig s morgan at sean underscore to pause and you can of course follow the show at phnx underscore coyotes enjoy the rest of your wednesday everybody and we will see you all tomorrow